The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of the Tribe Die Podcast. I am your host, man, of the Tribe Die Podcast, Molly Mall, Coach Mall, Hand Dog Mall, all that good stuff, Magic Mall Force. Um, AJ Dre is on the way. Um, we got a little condensed podcast today, so we won't be on here for long. Appreciate everybody who's gonna be tapping in live. I do see a couple people in here already. Um, administrative items, by the way, we are before I forget for the umpteenth time. Uh, featured by Hogs Haven SB Nation's blog site for the Washington Commanders. You can find our content on there as well. Um, my written work, my film breakdowns, as well as film breakdowns on a YouTube channel, which is one coming out tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, fingers crossed, but definitely tomorrow. Um, on the defense side of football, but um, uh, trying to get in the flow of things and trying to figure out how many I can do per week and do my day job at the same time. Uh, that's gonna be a challenge, like as an auditor. Um, even though y'all probably don't care about this part, but as an auditor, man, it's it's tough like doing a thousand things for your day job and then filtering in the football side. But I'm making it work. I'm making this, I'm making this thing work, man. So uh film sessions should be coming out tomorrow. Uh if you're on uh YouTube side, make sure you hit that like button, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We definitely appreciate that. Um and on the audio side, whichever way you are listening, make sure you subscribe, follow. Leave a rating and review if you can. We definitely appreciate that. Simple and easy, man, and it's free to show your support. So we definitely appreciate it. AJ and Dre have just checked in. The fellas, man. Okay, two days in a row with the with this with this uh the, the little stocking cat, man. I, I see I see what's going on with you, player. You know what AJ, I'm saying? Like he just came looking up like, out of a helmet, <laughs> looking like Thugnificent, bro. What's going on with you, dog? 
Nah, definitely no thugnificent over here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to let it rock for a little bit longer this week. Uh, can't can't couldn't get an appointment until later on this week, so it well, is. I got mine on Saturday. Yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get one on Saturday, but it looks like I'm gonna have to head up to to land them in the traffic on Friday. Unfortunately, you talking about the new uh, salon, bro? Nah, it's a it's a it's a girl that uh maybe I'll say her name on here, promote a business, Nairi. Uh she does an amazing job at the locks. I just don't I just don't like making that commute from Virginia to Atlanta, period. Like because it's like you drive up there 30, 40 minutes, then you gotta sit there and get your hair done, sit in the dryer. You're talking about an hour, 20 possibly. Then you gotta drive back. It's like, oh nah, dog. How, how long she? How long she take to 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 do locks? Uh, it depends on on the style, but I mean, for me, I just get the two two strand twist. But she's she's a perfectionist, so um, it really all depends. Some days maybe forty five minutes altogether it might take. Which I, I was actually like okay. I'm actually impressed. I may need to get her info. If she in Atlanta, bro. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. She does. She does a lot of a lot of the people in the area uh, locks or whatever, especially okay. up that way in PG, because uh, she she PG born and raised. Uh, yeah. You know, she she's a dope person overall. Good vibes. Little she uh, operate out the what is it Phoenix Studios or Suites? The Phoenix Suites next to where uh, Shoe City. Oh, shoot, see, I'm not even sure, bro. When you say Atlanta, I thought like Sobeys and Giant. They got a new salon over there. City, I think it's Taco Bell. Yeah, the Taco Bell, the Wendy's, all that is over there. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm about to get her info, bro, because my lady, I've been with her for 10 years strong, bro. She be blessing me and everything. And she real good, but her schedule now, she didn't knock it down to the one day a week on Saturdays. So I'm like, bro, like, I ain't got no flexibility. I, I can only do a Saturday now. So, so I'm a, I'm gonna figure something out, bro. But that, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tap into you about the, the hair info. Um, fellas, hold on. Who we got in the chat right now? Magic checking in. What's going on, Magic? Um, before we get into before we get into to Washington, um, obviously we don't have that much time. But, bro, ain't no way in hell we can do this show without talking about Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like I ain't like four plays into into the game, bro. I, now tell me if I'm tripping. And then everybody that's in the chat watching live now, let me try. And f- oh, actually, um, that's like 200 texts up. I'm trying to remember what I said. I had said earlier this morning in one of my 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 good men's uh, group chat, uh, I was like, this might be, and I was being generous, but I was like, this injury for A-Rod might be like top 15 of like sports tragedies like in history. Like, and 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 I don't I don't see a way where you can Think about everything that went on this offseason, right? The negotiations to, to even get him to New York, what he needed, uh, what he wanted, uh, the, the players that he had to bring in to to, to make this thing work in, in New York, um, how the, the the organization essentially folded to what he wanted, catered to what he wanted. Um, he played in zero preseason games except for the last one. Um, and then you had a two-week period until you played again and then four plays into your game, bro, you're out for the season. And it's a significant injury, bro. Like, a very serious injury. It's not like 
oh, he can just rehab this in two seconds and he'll be back soon. I mean, if you really want to do it next year, you can. But, bro, you 39 pushing 40. Like, that's one of the that, – I feel bad for the Jets fans. I don't even feel bad for A-Rod. I feel bad for the Jets fans and the organization for everything they did, all the energy they put into Aaron Rodgers. And while you can't control injuries, you only had them for four, four plays. I mean, I agree 100 percent, man. I mean, I don't know about tragedy, but I mean, it's a bad thing for the franchise. Like you said, it's more so the fans I feel for, because the first thing I thought about when it happened, I said, what if that was us? I mean, I know we kind of, you know, experienced a similar situation with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but we didn't move mountains to get Ryan Fitzpatrick. We didn't have those type of expectations for Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I mean, just imagine that, man. Like you said, you're, you're a whole offseason of hope. I mean, you think this defense is good enough to get you in the playoffs and beyond with the quarterback. And then, you, like you said, you get his receivers, the Alan Lazard. And for me personally, man, I had bet that <laughs> I took the prop that Garrett Wilson last night would have a certain amount of receiving yards. Soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, I immediately re- regretted the bet because, I mean, that's just the type of impact you expected out of him. Like he's going to he was going to probably elevate a Garrett Wilson to that next level that a lot of people thought he can get to. And then, like I said, four snaps into the game. You know, my fantasy team, bro. Garrett Wilson. Hey, here, bro. with Zach Wilson, bro, I, I feel I feel for you, man. But then that's the, that's also the other side of the coin, too. It was like, you know, you drive Zach Wilson number two in the draft but as the Jets. He's very disappointing in his first two years here. So you go out and you basically say, hey, we don't believe in you anymore. We're getting Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is getting her four snaps in, and you're, you're right back to Zach Wilson. So, I mean, like I said, man, that's really unfortunate, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess I ain't really even too concerned about the, the Jets fan base too much. More so, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen of the game that we love and that we, you know, talk about here weekly um that might have been his last down ever you feel me because mm-hmm. i mean uh achilles injury is already hard to come back from as a as a regular nine to five human being now you add an athlete where you're getting tackled by 300 plus pounds uh individuals and someone that is about to be 40 years old and also already contemplating retiring like you know, the, the Jets that was possibly going to be one to two years if he could be healthy, you know. Now you you got to come back from Achilles. Like, injuries take a major toll rehab-wise coming back from. Like, you got to you gotta really be strong. So, you know, that that's where it stands for me. I think the, the Jets kind of also set themselves up for something of this nature. I mean – Injury is kind of like the inevitable within the NFL. Like, we just watched Sunday with the Commanders. You know, Sam Howell easily could have been on the bench the rest of the game after that hit by uh, Kazir White on the sideline. You know, you have to set up your team to be able to play if your guy were to go down. Yeah, it'd be a drop in talent. But everything that the Jets did was to accommodate Aaron Rodgers from the OC, Nathaniel Hackett. And it even came out last night that the the play that he, he got hurt on is it. a play mm-hmm. that he'd been complaining about. Like, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be his guy. Like, that's what's intriguing for me. It's like, no matter who they put at quarterback, Nathaniel Hackett is not an offensive coordinator in the NFL. He is not an offensive coordinator. And now they got a bunch of former Packers over there from players to that coach. And 
they're pretty much stuck for the year and they got to ride it out with Zach Wilson. The benefit for them is their trade that they did with the Packers was conditional based on snaps. They still got that first round pick for next year. Damn, that's a lucky, good point. Lu- yeah. lu- lucky for them. Damn, that's a good point. Go get a, they could possibly go get a Shador Sanders, a Michael Phoenix, um, a Bo Nix, somebody in, in the first round. Because it's obvious they don't like Zach Wilson. And he showed he showed uh, a reason again last night why they don't love him, decision-making. You know, you know, the funny thing is, this is the last thing I got to say, bro. The funny thing is, and I'm glad you said it, uh, initiated, like, they don't love Zach. And, and the funny thing is, like, um, people will say that he's the best option for, for, for them right now. And, and I'm sure they're going to entertain some other options in terms of, like, they're probably going to need a backup. Um, somebody who can probably supplant Zach Wilson if he continues to play or if they don't like his play. But I'm sure they love Zach Wilson with the idea of him being a backup to Aaron Rodgers. Like, we can somehow uh, preserve <laughs> preserve our, our, our number two or number three overall pick before before anything. Like, when Aaron Rodgers retire, we can give him another shot because we're assuming that Aaron's going to be here for at least a year or two. And then, and then boom, like, he he back in the fold already, and, and it went from a love. Uh, we loved it, his attitude and embracing the backup role and learning under Aaron Rodgers. Like, God damn, we got to play this motherfucker, bro. Yeah, because I mean, like, who? Who? And, and the worst part is like because of the OC that they brought in, there's nobody that is familiar with that system out on the open yeah. market. Like, there's nobody. You gotta rock with Zach. Like, it is what it is. You better use that 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 two back. Uh, uh, two back, got, yeah, that, yeah. backfields you got in Cook and, and, and Brees Hall. Like, you better lean on that. You better look like Washington last year with Scott Turner. Like, man, give him that 07 <laughs> Dolphins, bro. Ronnie, Ronnie, and Ricky, bro. You know what I'm saying, yeah, let them take, take all take the snaps. Old days. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, man, up with that. Let's, let's get it. Let's get into this mob, bro. Um, so I think to start things off, bro, uh, I don't even. I think when you when you look at several different aspects, like a cooling down period, um, I don't even know like if we should start with like the, the issues or, or anything, but but maybe let's just start with Sam Howell. Um, did you all have a chance to to look at uh, the game again, or or maybe get some analysis or some some opinions on on the job that he did and? um even let's kind of merge this with the offensive line um because i i don't know when you head into denver like i'm still and i said this at the end of the the post game i'm still in a position heading into denver where it's like i don't know how strong or weak any of these units are offensively yet like i had no indication after the game that like my opinion was either wrong or right. And, and that's that's kind of where it's like, how do you kind of navigate this? Um I, film sessions, I I I I've done my my thing, but that can be a 20-minute conversation. So like I, I I'm saving everybody the trouble. I'm I'm I was, I'm gonna tap into some things. Obviously, that's why people listen to to a podcast, but um I want to give y'all the floor. Like, where are y'all at with the offense a couple of days after the, the game? I mean, I think uh, from just the naked eye, I haven't watched the All-22. I've seen the the the, tip, the tidbits of the All-22 you posted and a couple other pe- 
people have posted uh, of the offense. I I don't think I had that much of a big issue with the offensive line. Kind of knew coming in what it was with them. You feel me? Like everyone is getting adjusted to this offense, to the the quarterback, to the play calling overall. So I can't really be as harsh on them. Of course, like I know that there's guys on this O-line that just aren't going to win some of their matchups, like because it is what it is. And that's where you need your quarterback to be the difference maker in, in those situations because, you know, Andrew Wiley's going to get hit with a spin move by a more athletic, you know, pass rusher. Uh, Nick Gates is going to be too aggressive in situation. Uh, Sadiq Charles hasn't really played that many starting snaps in the league, uh, even though it feels like he's been here forever. He hasn't really played as a starter. You know, uh, I think my issue with Sam Howell is exactly the issues I've seen at UNC is exactly what's still lingering in the NFL for him. Uh, but that's also trial and error. You know, um, this is his second game as a NFL starter. Uh, and now that was his first game as being the man, uh, the number one, you know, foreseeable quarterback for this season, at least. Uh, I think a lot of pressure is with that. And when you move a guy from playing in preseason to regular season, it's night and day. Um, as you can see, the defense, the defense pretty much said, Sam Howell, you beat us. And unfortunately for him, he hasn't, played live reps enough to where he could go through those progressions and make fast enough decisions. And you've seen him holding on to the ball. You've seen him kind of try to play some hero ball and, uh, you know, getting out of the pocket too quick, not staying in there in certain situations. And it, it also didn't help that there was no running game due to the fact that both of your running backs ain't really, ain't really being running backs. Uh, both of them put the ball on the ground, too. We talk a lot about Antonio Gibson, but B-Rob had a fumble. It's just that it was recovered by Washington, so that's why it's not focused on too much. Okay, he was was down by contact? Yeah, he Um, was down by contact. Yeah, but, I mean, overall for me, man, it's just – it'll be intriguing for them going against Denver uh, because Denver's matchup with the Raiders on Sunday, they blitzed the most – in the entire league uh, out of week one, which was about 40% of the time. And uh, Vance Joseph and Eric Bieniemy are boys. Uh, so it'll be a fun little matchup for them to see how they go against one another. Uh, but I anticipate uh, them trying to create pass rush for themselves and, and, and coming after Sam and making sure he slides those protections and, and testing out his, his, his IQ for the game. Yeah, I'm with you, Maul. I mean, I don't know. It's good. I mean, it was especially with Sam Howell, there was a lot, some good and there was a lot of bad. I mean, I, I mean, not to say he played terrible or good. We we really don't know what we saw in him. I mean, we just saw a bunch of up and down. We saw a young cat that was drafted in the fifth round. Now we're trying to figure out, like, all right, is he ready for this? <laughs> you know, but we haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, I, for me personally, like, I don't know if I'm, you know, thinking. Oh, he probably clicked out on accident. Um, let's go ahead and fix this for a second till he come back. Uh, so we had in the comments. Um, I know you were you got a new name, so it's it's throwing me. But I I, I remember you. I just don't remember your name, your old name now. But uh, Anunnaki says Sam wasn't the problem. Eb put him in a bad situation. Um, don't care how thank you 
don't care how good you think he may get 24 pass attempts in the first half is not smart. He needs to insulate slant insulate Sam. He's played two games said that EB called the game in the first half. Like that boy is a five-year vet. Um, I, I think so. There's a couple. There we go. Roger, my man, bro. I knew I, I knew you. Uh, so Roger, how you go um, from how you go from Roger Smith to Ananuki or Ananaki? <laughs> I don't ask no questions, brother, but that's that was an excellent that's an excellent question. <laughs> um, but but listen, here's my thing though. Uh from what I saw, there's several things. I 24 past tense, a lot of people don't remember, or excuse me, not a lot of people don't remember. A lot of people forget that sure he had now there was only like eight or nine rush attempts in the first half um altogether, but there was like seven or eight pass attempts in the two-minute drill that kind of bolstered the amount of pass attempts they had in the first half. Mind you, they scored they scored on that drive, right? So I, I think we got to take into account sometimes um, several different factors with Sam. I don't think after watching it, uh, Sam had his issues, um, and, and specifically he was, late, he was late on a couple throws. Um, he actually was – there's this one pass. Um, AJ, I'm going to send you all to the group chat uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna post this out there i didn't want to post it because like people are too sensitive with the with the quarterback stuff so i'll i'll make a nah, youtube get video them, I'll, get them I'll get them clip. clicks man get them clicks um, stop no, monetizing i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna po- post it i just gotta figure out the, the the most efficient way to do it but i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely send y'all the clip but but like there's these these plays and, and i verified it with with people who played in the league anyway so y'all take that for what it's worth but there's clips out here where or or plays where you can see him visibly look at a concept or know a concept is there and and decide to yeah this ain't it I can't or or like in the moment say let me look let me look at my other progressions like he turns the play down and 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 I don't know if it's a lack of confidence or he's not too sure what that underneath defender is going to do so he's not even going to risk it um, but I do think like the more he trusts himself. Um, and the more comfortable he gets on the field, if if he starts hitting these same concepts that I will show, you have a top tier starting quarterback. Like the way that e- EB designed some of these pass concepts are uh, good for several different. Um, like those are top of the line professional quarterbacks. Like that's what they do. Um, and for for Sam, uh, he was able to hit a couple of them. Like that that deep corner route to Curtis Samuel. And the two-minute drill, mind you, was fucking beautiful. Like, from from the read to the throw to the ball placement, it was it was a beautiful throw, and and it was it was on time, and it was where nobody else can get it, and uh, it allowed Curtis Samuel an opportunity to catch it and gain extra yards after the catch towards the sideline. Like that's pinpoint accuracy, and that's that's within the structure of a play. It doesn't get no better than that. But I think when it comes to like the run game and insulating sam i don't disagree with you but i also think that uh excuse me i disagree to an extent um because i i think that when we're looking at uh how a flow the flow of a game should be going um I, I do think they need to find a way to run and i told you all that aj and dre like i think they needed to find something that that worked um and they had some inside zone concepts that i really liked that i thought that they were getting some traction on would be brian robinson 
but ultimately, like the offensive line wasn't really getting no push at the at the point of attack. Like that's what it all really came down to. So I, in, in a sense, I, I still disagree with AJ with the running backs things. Now I I'm not against bringing in another guy. Like I'm not against Kareem Hunt because I already know how good Kareem Hunt is. Like I'm okay I'm okay with that. But when it comes to what we saw in week one and, and like a larger theme of things, I can't draw conclusions on the offensive line or the running back when we saw in week one what just what it what what it was and what it was is that offensive line wasn't getting pushed. So like was it the again I said it I said it a couple days ago was the defensive line of the Arizona Cardinals in that front seven something that we underrated or is the offensive line not that good? And and I can't draw no conclusion after one game. You need it's only week one. And and that's kind of where I'm stuck at. Like, I need to see more from these guys before I make a decision like that. Now, again, if you want to bring in Kareem Hunt or maybe another running back that they have in mind, or maybe that dude on the practice squad today, they Gore, Derek Gore, if you want to bring him up, like you can think about that. But at the end of the day, uh, I think that offensive line was was wasn't as bad from an overall standpoint. When it comes to the run game, it's hard to insulate Sam when you ain't getting that much push on uh from from the from the offensive line. Hey, now, I want that question. AJ, quick, I was quick question yeah. before Dre goes, because I I ain't want to forget, Maul. So you said from the concepts and things that were on the field that were being called by Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell took more of a risk or played into those concepts. He could be elite. So would you say off of week one, you pretty much have an elite offensive play caller? No, I I, I I think I would say, because I mean, that's a, it's a good question, but I, I feel like I think there's like bridges that we got to connect. Um, I, I think that uh, like what he was able to do from matter of fact, I'm going to send you to play now so we can just so we can just have it. But um like the way that Sam or EB is able to kind of connect uh, an underneath route or maybe even a motion to influence that coverage and allow for that deep, a deep corner route to, to get open in between the, the safety and that, that, uh, that flats cornerback. Um, like if you have receivers who can, who can know how to work that, that zone void and, and give him a, a target to throw to like, that's, that's really good. Um, and, You've seen it a couple times, right? The the wheel route to Diami was probably the biggest one um, that everybody saw. And, and I posted that one, but I didn't post the one I'm about to show y'all. Um, and, and that's kind of where it's like there was some there was a couple of those in the game, and he hit one. That was one of the ones to Curtis Samuel. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm like, when it when when it comes to play calling, uh, I don't know if it's an elite play caller, because like again. If we if we want to look at it, I I still had issues with trying to like the run game. I still had issues with that. So like we I can't really say that just yet. And I also would love him. I would love to see if they can find a way to start featuring uh Cole Turner a little bit more. But y'all y'all know how I feel about Cole. So I, I wouldn't say elite yet, AJ. I, I feel like we got to see a little bit more uh influence in the run game as well as like uh how he's able to stop girl connect connect with the passing game. Yeah, and I was just going to ask AJ, how do you come up to the conclusion that he doesn't like his running backs 
if he's passing the ball way more than he's running. I mean, especially in the first game with a young quarterback and a guy to, again, none of us know what he can accomplish in the NFL yet. We don't know. We haven't seen him over a stretch. We haven't seen, you know, defensive coordinators game plan for this guy on a regular basis. So you go in and he's kind of struggling out there a bit in the first half and you just still drop him back, drop him back, drop him back at a certain amount of times, you know, versus the run. Like, I don't even think they gave the run enough time to get established. But I did think this uh, play calling in the second half got better by the enemy. I just thought that maybe it got away from him a bit because I thought he wanted to give Sam some confidence. You know, I think he wanted to build him up and maybe if he gives him enough pass attempts, you know, it's going to, you know, build his confidence. Maybe that's what he sees in Sam. But again, I just still thought, and you know, a lot of people thought as well that they probably should have established or at least attempted to establish the run, but I don't think it means that he doesn't like the running backs. I just, I think for Eric, the enemy, it had more to do with what he feels about Sam Howe than how he feels about the running backs. Yeah, I mean, I think just as a collective overall, even in in the preseason, they didn't really run the ball as much uh, with the first team uh, guys. Um, And I just feel like they don't really mesh his style. If anyone possibly meshes his style, uh, it's Chris Rodriguez, which, you know, it kind of seems like they came off with the the idea that that was his handpick out of the draft, Chris Rodriguez. Uh, I didn't even expect him to get a carry in the game, but you know he was in there as a as a fullback and, and converted the third down uh, for the team. I think that he will be utilized more throughout the year. But I just I don't know. That, that's just my my opinion. I think we all heard the we all heard and seen you know the Josina Andersons coming out about the Kareem Hunts mm-hmm. uh, possibly signing. Those were all little tells that. There's something not really clicking within that running back room. No matter how much we 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 may like the B Robs, the Gibson, whatever, I just think that he doesn't have a guy that can do it all in, in that running back room. And that's why he's kind of uncomfortable. And and it felt like the the Cardinals were just they were kind of like keying in on the run game. So they played, they played closer to the line of scrimmage. I don't want to say eight in the box but they were kind of like waiting for the run more so. And he tried to open up the game a little bit more with the passing and also give Sam Howe the opportunities to get a rhythm. That's why I felt like there were more attempts in the first half. Like, let's get you in a rhythm. Let's get you connecting with Dotson. Um, You know, your tight end, Logan Thomas, Terry McClure, whatever. And that should help expedite the process in you reading the field and, and going through the progressions. Oh, let me send it one more before I forget. Um, but I mean, okay, we, I, I, I would okay. I would love for them to add a another running back to the room, uh, a Kareem Hunt, a Leonard Fournette, like someone of a veteran presence that's that's done it. That's another thing. If you look in that room, there's nobody that has done it. Like it's all guys still learning. You have Ag still learning to the learning the position. B Rob, he's coming into his second year. Uh, Jonathan Williams, he's kind of been like bouncing from team to team or opportunity. Chris Rodriguez is new to this. I would like to see a, a vet in there alongside, you know, with Randy Jordan being the coach or Eric Bieniemy being a former running back. I would love to see, you know, like a Fournette, uh, Kareem Hunt or whatever. But, I mean, it is week one of the season. So, yeah, I guess if it keeps looking weird, uh, here we go. People bringing up Jared Patterson. 
I that 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 man is never playing the league again, probably more than like. Oh wait, where is he, bro? <laughs> Hold on. I don't think he signed with anyone, yeah. did he? Patterson. He's not going to. Yeah, he just don't. Like, if you're gonna be that small, yeah, he's a free agent. That size, you gotta be. You gotta be a speedster, like. Or uh, like a Deuce Vaughn. Well, no, he's Vaughn. actually he's he's more like Rock Cartwright. Remember him? He played for years here, a little bowling ball dude. He was small, wasn't a speedster, but hell, they had him on kick returns. Dude used to run a couple back and all that. So, I mean, he could be that type of guy. It's just uh, I, I mean, don't. They got know his what, number. So, but, but but the problem is, you know, Rock Cartwright did play at a time where they utilized the running backs more. And they were valued more. Running backs aren't so much valued anymore. So, Jared Patterson finds himself just probably without a home at the moment. So. Um, bro, oh my god, Dakota, you need to relax. Um, where was I at for you distracting me? Yeah, though? I, I just you you just sent the all twenty two of the play. Oh, so look at the look at the corner post side. Um, that we could you could look at that later. Uh, or I mean, look at it now, but we could talk about. I mean, it I'm looking, I'm looking at yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, you good. You're, um, you're talking so, about how he had the top guy open on the post. Look at the nah nah. Look at the look at the slot man. Oh. Not the not the post, but the corner, heading towards the yeah. sideline. So at yeah, the top of his drop, at the top of his drop yeah. is where Jahan is breaking. That's where the ball the ball should be out at that point. And yeah, yeah, two reads. He had two reads on that. He could have hit Jahan in the slot on the corner, and he also could have pushed it downfield. He could have. But I'm but I'm but I'm saying you got the route the the design was taking him to the corner. That's that's yeah. where I that's where I was getting it. Um, but he he had two he had two options. Um, either way, anyway, um, I don't. So I kind of I kind of think the offensive line is too TBD. Um, I I do think there was some issues with Sadiq Charles too as well. Um, a couple of issues with Sadiq Charles at the point of attack and some of his like his base blocks is one on ones. He had some issues. Um, it wasn't an all day thing, but more so, uh, a couple issues in the run game. Um, and then Wiley had like two bad reps, two or three like bad reps. Um, but that's, you know, that, that comes with the territory when you're talking about an average to above average tackle, or maybe even just average, uh, defensively, uh, I'm going to just close out on the defensive side by saying, um, I still, (laughs) Bro, they dominated, bro. Um, I, I don't like. I, I I will say one thing though. If you think about it, Dre, to to y'all's point, um, I know if you could have looked, if we could have looked like the Jets defense last night, y'all probably would have been okay with allowing sixteen points. Um, if they if that means that they won, like sixteen points on defense. Like, of course they had a a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, but um, honestly, like. I, I I think the turnovers could come around. I don't know. I can't say that with a matter of fact. Maybe it was just a bad day. Um, but the, the opportunities were there. Now, if you have a team who just can't catch a cold and and, and they can't take advantage of the second in, in the secondary, then that's problematic. But I think the way that um you've seen that defensive line dominate these guys, uh, it can give me confidence against a team like uh the Denver Broncos, who um now I, I haven't really studied them just yet. But if they're dominating in one game, uh, like up front, it's it's probably going to be a problem again for the next team. And and I don't see a way where you can look at the Denver Broncos and say like that offensive line is going to really shut down every single body on this team, uh, especially if they can find their ways to the one on one matchups. And, and what that did on Sunday, 
Um, Jack Del Rio was so confident in that defensive line that he wasn't seeing, seeing that many pressures. He did send some. He sent a couple uh, fire zone pressures. He sent a couple cover zero blitzes, but they mostly came on third down um, when, when they had those third and longs. So I think that's kind of the, the, the thing with that defensive side of the football is like, can they continue that moving forward? Um, I, I really liked what I saw from pretty much everybody except even Cody <laughs> Barton had a couple Cody plays. Barton. But I'm about to say, even Cody had a couple plays, but uh, like he need a lot. He he got to do a lot more for me for me to say he had a good game. Like I need to see a lot more from Cody. But Jamin was on one. Jamin actually saved a couple big plays from being, or a couple potential big plays from being bigger. Uh, I don't think he missed a tackle all day. He was in the right position for the most part. Um, pass 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 coverage wise. I don't know, like that wheel route down the sideline. I don't know how much was on him because he may have he may have expected help. Uh, behind him uh, in that cover six. So, like, I don't know how far he was supposed to run up on the sideline to, to cover that dude. I think he I think he felt that he had help behind him. Um, but, and that's why you didn't point, see him run up. To your point with the Jamin and Cody thing, I thought I read somewhere, but you could, you could probably confirm this, did Cody Barton really see more snaps than Jamin throughout the day? Uh, so I haven't seen it. I didn't pay attention to the snap count on that side. But I will say Cody was definitely in – the on, on pass downs so like you didn't see jamin davis out there in like obvious passing situ- situations it was really it was cody barton and then you'll see cam curl come down in the box for that buffalo nickel um so matter of fact i could check now um and see what the snap counts look like but yeah cody i wouldn't be surprised if he played more snaps because he was he was there passing pass coverage linebacker or whatever whatever that's just called yeah no because i heard it today i think somebody on the podcast i was listening to said that Cody Barton saw more snaps than Jamie Davis. And, you know, from all accounts, everyone saw Cody had a, you know, a pretty much a poor game. And from my eyes, at least from my untrained eyes, Jamie had a pretty decent game. So, you know, and Jamie is the guy we've been waiting for. And if he is Cody, ready to Cody take played that, 100% of the snaps. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's going to have to change at some point because, I mean, Cody, I mean, unless Cody's going to get better, but obviously if he's playing 100% of the snaps, I mean, someone thinks highly of him somewhere in that room. I mean, Jack must think highly of him. The linebackers coach must think highly of him. But you would like to see if Jamin is starting to make that ascension. Jamin needs to start stealing some of those snaps. I mean, I don't know if they feel like Cody's a better uh, guy in pass coverage than Jamin or what. But that's one of the things on defense that I personally would, you know, be looking more into. Fellas, um, let's close it out on this. I, I don't know if you uh, had any thoughts. Yeah, you didn't have any thoughts on the defense. I closed out on the power rankings. Uh, you got the floor. Yeah, I, I I had seen the snap count stuff, and I couldn't understand how uh, Emmanuel Forbes played forty snaps and Fuller and, and Ben played sixty. Like what? What's, what's going on there? Like I, he was the like I said, I haven't I looked at the, I haven't looked at the all twenty-two, but I don't understand what what's going on there. I actually like their so like their way they ran their 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 base. It was really a lot of Kendall and and Ben, and they'll have Percy Butler and, and Derek Forrest playing the post, um, or 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 strong safety, and you'll have uh at times Cam Curl playing in the box, um, per usual. Uh, but I I really liked um, actually, and then they had Forrest move over. He was on he was on both sides of the ball or both sides of the field, whether it was field side or, or boundary. But he played left and right side. Um, so I, I would say in terms of their usage, like having been on the field as much as possible, I really like that. Um, Kendall didn't really have a bad game, but it's like, um, I, I don't know this. Sna- Actually, let me double check the snap count. I don't know why I closed out so quickly, but, um, yeah, I don't know. 
uh, I thought it was pretty good. And, and for Quan to not see any snaps defensively, obviously he got hurt like after 18 plays or something like that. But um, for him to not see snaps defensively, I think I think that kind of goes into what we said in the preseason or, or offseason in that um, they're trying to figure out where to put Quan, but at the same time, like Ben St. Juice is going to have like he's going to be a featured guy in the defense. Like he he ain't going nowhere, and, and I guess it's it's more so like what does Quan do right now? Um, but you know we kind of talked about. I, I, I want to say one more thing on that note. Now it I am getting a little disappointed <laughs> that Quan and Martin, Ben played a hundred. <laughs> ben played Ben Ben played a hundred. Ben Ben Kendall and Cam and Derek played a hundred. Um. Wow. Yeah, so I, that's why I remember. I was like, I know they played. They played a lot on the field. That's why I was like, I know they was in their base. They was in their nickel. They was in their dime. Um, and where is Emmanuel? Yeah, you said sixty five percent. That's that was the guy who came in when they when the field opened up a little bit more. Okay, but yeah, no, I was gonna say, you know, I know it's disappointing to not see a second round pick, you know, get snaps out there on the defensive end, you know, especially with your third and fourth round picks not, you know, playing and you know Daniels and Stromberg, but. There's been a trend the last couple of years, if you kind of been paying attention uh, with the Washington safeties. First year, it was Derek Forrest, who didn't play much. I mean, even though he was a lower draft pick, he didn't play much his first year. He became a starter his second year. Percy Butler last year, he didn't get many snaps, especially early on in the season. But then this season, he looks like he got a significant role out there now. So, I mean, again, I, as a second-round pick, you hope for more of an immediate impact from a guy like Juan Martin. But I am interested to see if he's going to be developed the same way we've seen Forrest and uh, Butler do so far. Hey, man, I don't even know with the Quan Martin thing. I just feel like at, at some point you need to get a little bit more creative with some of these guys. Like, I think Quan Martin's best attribute that he could bring to the team right now is playing closer to the line of scrimmage. Use him as a linebacker. I mean, we just watched – with that that massacre Sunday night against uh the the Giants Dallas Cowboys um they they got a guy on their on their uh team in the secondary that they moved down the linebacker um trying to remember his name uh, Bell Marquise Bell they moved him from safety down the backer you feel me and that boy was out there going at it like he was making plays and that was his first game kind of doing that it's like you want to get some of those guys closer to the line of scrimmage, but you know, I guess they're going to let Cody Barton keep getting pushed out the frame and, uh, and not <laughs> reading his keys correctly. And uh, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. But like I, like I said, Sunday, man, the schedule doesn't get any easier for them. That uh, Going against the Cardinals was a little, was a little test run. Now you about to go in the, you about to go in the speed mode, flight mode, because what it's it's Broncos, Bills, Eagles. I can't remember who's after Eagles. Is it Cowboys? No, nah, Cowboys ain't still. Who's the Giants? I think it's the Falcons. I want to say it's or the, the Bears. One, it's one of them two teams. The Falcons or the Bears. Yeah, uh, it it's Bears. not. It's not about to slow it's down for that Falcons. defense. Okay. Yeah, it's not about to slow down for that defense. So they better they better be prepared. Let's let's be quick on this one, man. Where do you all think um, Washington is ranking in the power rankings uh, right now? If you had to get up, give a number, and who might be in, like one or two teams that can be in front of them, or or who they are in front of? Uh, where do you all think they rank? And and I'll I'll tell you 
like the average according to like several different outlets um realistically coming off of that you know when i mean a win is a win obviously you know no win is easy as we saw minnesota went out there and lost to tampa bay but i mean we were pretty much ranked last or close to last you know for a lot of people just because of the quarterback position i can't imagine that changes much uh people's opinion after this sunday but me personally i would probably right now i mean after that performance have them around 24 24 okay uh aj where do you think where do you think they're ranked at uh, I was gonna say twenty three, twenty three, okay, uh, twenty four, twenty three. All right, so right now we have, um, and you can find this information on Hogs Haven, uh, the power rankings article from Scott uh, Jennings. A win is a win for the Commanders. So CBS Sports has them ranked the highest um, of the of the media outlets, um, and they CBS Sports has Washington ranked as fourteenth. Uh, the week ago, though, uh, they were ranked 13th. So they, they dropped down a spot after the win to the Cardinals. Um, they were ranked 13th? Yeah, so they 13th. like us. <laughs> CBS likes us. <laughs> yeah, CBS Sports likes us. Um, And then, uh, let's see, we were as low as 29, and that came from uh, the lines. I think that's obviously a, um, a betting website. Uh, the lines ranked as 29th. Uh, and last week we were 26, so we we lost a spot. <laughs> we lost three spots <laughs> for them. Um, so the average for for all of the the outlets in between CBS Sports and the lines, we were uh, ranked 21.2 across uh, the major media outlets. So 20 21st in the NFL in terms of the power rankings. Um, I feel like that's fair. That's right around y'all number anyway. Um, okay. So so Rogers is 17 and 18. Hey, so, beat the Broncos. We going up to 17, maybe 15, 14. We beat the Broncos. <laughs> hey, if you went convincingly too, bro, you know, shut yep. that man Sean Payton up, bro. <laughs> um, but look, y'all know I, I gotta I gotta make moves, man. But but Dre, AJ, you know, we'll be back for the, the post uh pregame this Thursday, 7 p.m. Uh talking Washington and Denver. Uh Dre, AJ, y'all boys be safe until then. Everybody in the chat, appreciate y'all watching, listening, uh live. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe button, man, and, and hit that rating review if you haven't done so already either. Uh, but we're gonna go yes, ahead sir. and get up out of here. Y'all boys be safe on it. Damn, set, huh? Watch him throw the ball. We gonna pick it off. You gonna let him hit the hole or you gonna cut it off? You gonna play through fourth and long or you gonna punt it off? Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
marketing, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.